Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the CHP for Season 6. I am welcomed by my co-host, Jack Wright. Jack, how you doing tonight, my man? We are doing great, partner. Great to be back. Season 6. Um, you know, People said we want to get this far, and here we are, year after year, cranking out pods, man. It's what we do. You know, now that you say that, I remember one of Carl's bold predictions, predicting the pod would be over. I think that was back like three years ago. <laughs> And years ago look at us now that's insert paul rudd gif look at us man. yeah look at us look at us um jack fill us in um i guess before we do that i'll give a quick overview of what we're gonna what we're gonna be doing tonight we'll do we'll start with a little off-season recap prior season recap talk about you know what went on during our, our draft last week um and then we'll go through ownership tiers and um, I think that'll, that'll be the highlight of the pod there at the end, but what, what's been up with you, man? Give us a little quick off season recap for yourself. Um, not a lot. Um, just kind of hanging with Eli. He's all over the place now. Um, uh, was able to see a, lot, a couple of you guys this summer, which was fun. Uh, Lane and I had a, a wedding up in Traverse city with the old CMU, uh, guy that, Lived on our floor freshman year. That was a lot of fun. We had a great time. Um, saw you in Chicago one weekend. Yes, we sir. got some uh, beers together. Um, and then we had a, a golf weekend, which was fun as well. So pretty pretty chill summer. Um, and just ready to get back into football. What kind of horn are you, Cannon, tonight, if I, if I may ask? Yeah, um, probably could have been a little more manly for this uh, opening pod but we're just we had some high noons in the uh mm. in the fridge still so i i couldn't pass those up um we're sticking with the nooners tonight what I, about you you know i opened the fridge and i saw some nooners as well but i bypassed and went uh, for a, a sun king beer the, okay. the panchacha mexican style lager so their cerveza yeah i'm gonna crush a couple of those um Jax, we you know let's catch everybody up about what's been going on with our other league mates this year. Um, what what have you seen? You know what have you seen with everybody else? Maybe some some quick life updates yeah, that you've yeah. been aware of. Yeah, just yeah, just social media sticking around um, and just kind of following people. Saw that D. Mallon Kehoe got engaged, so that's some congrats, some big congrats. news. Congrats to both of both of them and. Old Samuel had Robert J mm. back in April, so living the Papa life. Amazing. Um, it's a great life. It's tiring, but uh, it is the best, and it only gets better there, Sam. So happy for you, man. Happy for D-Mal and Kehoe, too. <laughs> We're happy for everybody. <laughs> and we know, We're happy for everybody. we know Carl's out there somewhere traveling the world. He's got a new girlfriend, so congrats to Carl. He did the draft overseas. Um, unlike SP was able to handle a little adversity. So congrats to Carl, um, doing his thing. D dog, D dog's got a, a new girl. Haven't met her yet, but I've heard, you know, I heard she's amazing. Um, happy for Carl and D dog. We're happy for both of them. We know, um, a couple of our league mates are on the move. Um, Scott's back in Indy. Phil's living in Nashville. Uh, Lane's moving to Louisville. Actually, I think he's already moved. So, um, you know, this, this league's not stagnant. I tell you what. No, we're moving. We're a lot moving. Of moving pieces. Um, Scott, um, Scotty got hurt. Uh, not, not. A, I don't have the details on this one. Um, wasn't in the loop, but I know he, you know, he injured his back. So, 
Um, we're praying for you know a speedy recovery for Scott. I'm not sure where he is in that process, but um, probably you know on the pub, maybe out the first four weeks of the year. But uh, speedy recovery, Scott. We're hoping for the best here at CHB headquarters. Always wishing for the best. Clay and SP, we don't really know anything new, so uh, we'll get that info when you're on the pod. Yeah, we're looking forward to having them as guests at some point in the year, certainly. We can get, you know, maybe they need to up their uh, social media game a little bit, right? Keep us in the loop a little bit. Yeah, not social media, guys. No, no, despicable. Um, Jack, so how did, um, remind our league mates how last season ended. What, how'd it go down? Yeah, um, tight playoff race, I remember. Uh, A lot of teams fighting for the final, like, two or three spots. We were going through last season's standings. Ton at seven and seven, six and eight. Um, eight and six or whatever. So tight end to the year. Ultimately, Carl ended up top uh, and beat Lane in the final. Mm-hmm. So my maps getting a, <laughs> a, a runner-up appearance. But um, no one really remembers that. Um, everyone just remembers the winners, and Carl gets his second, uh, which will pay dividends later in the pod. Yeah, congrats to Carl. Congrats to Lane on the runner-up. Um, he he loves Lane, that is, loves finishing second. Carl with a, a well-deserved victory. Um, yeah, adds number two, Ad gets that second belt. Uh, I think we got to talk a little bit, Jack, about uh, the bottom end as well. Um, we've had some drama with the bumper. Um, we yes. had teams making moves at the end of the year to avoid bumper. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. We've entered... Um, a new era with a tread deadline, which I think is huge. Um, I threw out the yep. proposal for, you know, a little bit of flexibility when it comes to bumper. You have some options now. You know, find yep. find whichever one fits you. Uh, I don't know if that really got approved, Jack. What do, do you, I mean, I don't know if that's what we're rolling with. Clay tends to take a step back when it comes to bumper, so I feel like somebody else has to step forward to like establish yeah. what we're doing. Yeah, as a, as a uh, two-time bumper champ, I, I've got some uh, uh, validity here. Um, yeah, that I, I liked it, so I, I like that message, so I think we're good there. Um, okay. I think I hold a little bit of more weight than most people, just Clay and I. Um, so yeah, I, I think given that option, I've always been in favor of giving the an option to, to bumper. Um, and those four seemed good. There were no objections. So onward. Okay. Let's, let's, uh, smash the gravel, pound the gravel, right? Isn't that what it's called? Gravel or uh, whatever. And we'll, we'll make that an official rule. We'll call it gravel. I like gravel. <laughs> now that I say it, dude, I think it's gravel. Um, it's definitely gravel. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, bumpers got those four options that are in the group me. So, uh, whoever is the unfortunate one at the season, Go ahead and check that out to, to know what you can do. All right, so that's a little bit of last year. That's a little bit of what's been going on, Jack. But let's talk about the here and now um, with our draft in the 2022 season coming up, Jack. I'll kick things over to you. Let me know, you know, what's – we're not going to go through every single team, but let's just go through what stood out to us um, as far as the draft last week. Yeah, uh, first thing that stuck out uh, was Phil. Um, Phil was on the Zoom call that we had, so that was, that was good to connect with him again. Uh, but taking Javante in the first, um, mm-hmm. definitely had him as a second-round target. I didn't really see him 
going before uh, yeah. even my first round pick. I, I graded him uh, as a second round guy too. Yeah, so you know he definitely a high upside guy. I think Gordon is a legitimate roadblock for him and will be unless uh, he gets hurt. So um, I just think he has capped upside for a, a first round player. Um, but again, you know, if anything happens to Melvin Gordon, then we're going to look like uh, fools for putting him on this, and, and he'll be a top five guy. So. Just stuck out. I'm not saying it's good or bad. Just stuck out. And then Cooper in the six was was a little uh, fishy from from Phil. Um, I don't know. I personally didn't want Cooper at all. I just don't trust Kobe Brissett. Right. Um, and and just that offense at, at all. I think is going to be pretty low scoring. So um, a little I don't bit of like the cowboy around him. The cowboy hangover there, like kind of staying with Phil. You yeah. know. Just loved it. Loved his Cooper's prime in Dallas and. Well, just loyal. Yeah, his loyalty was showing with that pick, certainly. That one, that one caught my eye as well. Yeah, besides Javante in the first, not much else was surprising to me. I thought it was pretty pretty straightforward. Um, the other probably interesting pick was me snagging Kelsey. doesn't seem like the guy, whoever Regis, not Regis, but takes the tight end early, ever wins, you know? seems like the team that wins is the best is the one that happened to you know select the you know the wide receiver or the running back that was just so good that nobody else could catch him so mm-hmm. a little bit worried about Kelsey but um, I had I had a list of guys that if they were all taken I was gonna just go to go to Kelsey and that's kind of how it played out Got for the me. best available so yep. I went there and then um I know D Dog went Mark Andrews in the third. Didn't love that as at three two. I'll I'll say that didn't didn't love Mark there. I know D Dog was in the chat saying he got the best tight end, but I think he was just he's trying just to, saying that. Yeah, he's trying to cover yeah. up for himself. He's trying to there. arouse us. Um, the other maybe picking the second was James Conner. James Conner by by us uh, by Scott got him before guys like um, Nick Chubb, uh, Debo. Um, Maybe maybe Zeke. I don't know. I don't. I think I had James Conner and, and Zeke kind of in the same tier, so I could have gone either way on that. But it didn't over Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, no, not over Kelsey. No, not not even close. Um, but over Chubb, I thought was interesting to me. What What did you think about uh, James Conner over Chubb? Um. Yeah, I uh, like James Conner. Honestly, I think I like him more than most people. Uh, yeah. Just based off having him last year. Uh, he was super good. Um, I think, you know, he kind of had a bad year two years ago in, in Pittsburgh and found a new home and excelled. He's pretty TD dependent, but they don't have really a backup either. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't mind it as much. Um, okay. But rumor has it, rumor has it, he was pissed that he realized Chubb was there. So I just we just wanted to highlight that. Right. That he was a little angry with it. Um, however, I think he really made up with uh for that by taking Rashad Penny in the seventh. Mm-hmm. Um anytime you get a starting running back in round seven who when starts and is healthy is very successful and uh, can score a lot of points uh when he's the lead back. Um you know it's that's great value there and you know with Walker being hurt right now, um, you know, he's gonna get a lot of volume. It's just a really, really bad team, I think. So that's the only only thing. But I think for the time being, it's a, it's a good start that you can even plug into your flex and feel happy about. Yeah, I I've, I think you're right there with Rashad Penny. I'm surprised I 
looking back on it, I took Cordell Patterson over Penny. I'm, I'm already kind of regretting that one. Um, let's see. Oh, I was going to say, there's always like at least one player, you know, in the, in the first two rounds that busts. And I'm going to call my shot and say that's James Conner this year. Um, wow. Um, I think that's that's the guy who has the best odds of busting, in my opinion. But okay, we digress. Let's let's um, let's look at some We're other people. We're a positive podcast. We're a positive podcast, Jack. Great point. Uh, you know, what? I'll throw this in the I'll throw this into the pod. Coming out of the draft, Jack, the teams I like the most: Carl's and D Mouse. Yeah, well, they have the best keeper. The keeper looks nice, but I I, I thought they they didn't really miss with any picks. I thought they all. I thought they both did a really, really good job drafting. Because um, you could still have a bad draft and have a good keeper. Um, yep. yep, that's true. So um, I'll reverse things and say something positive. I, I think both their teams. If we were doing a power rankings for 2022, I'd put them interchangeably at one and two going into this year. Don't disagree. I don't disagree. Um, Jack, what else stood out to you about you know the draft? What are what are some else? Some other thoughts. Let's uh, let's move it to my favorite name by a mile, SPLLC. Mm, uh, couldn't get enough of that on, on draft night. Just kept laughing. So, SP, appreciate your humor as always. Um, just taking the wily old vets at quarterback. He's got Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Yeah, weird. Right? Are those the two? Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, hey, he's just going with that leadership. I think he needs that locker room presence right now after uh, – a couple year hangover after his his uh, championship, um, so yeah, he's gonna he's gonna play that game. I think uh, Brady could be with the value there late. I mean, he led the league in touchdowns through like forty five last year or something. So um, yeah, could could be a steal there. But he's got got two great QBs there, the Vets. Yeah, he, he gets them at ten and twelve. So um, not not a lot of draft equity into those guys, but that's gonna be tough to decide on a, a weekly basis who he's playing there. Um, and, and drafting two QBs is always interesting, but I mean, you can't, can't argue with the pedigree, um, but definitely something notable. I'll say this. I mean, I don't know how to put a positive spin on this one, Jack. Um, the worst pick I, I saw, um, in my humble opinion was, um, the fifth round pick of Devin Singletary by, by our commish. And I say for two reasons. One, I you know I didn't have Devin Singletary as a, a fifth or sixth round grade. Um, you're just looking at the guys that were taken in round seven. I think I would have taken those a lot of those guys over Devin Singletary. Um, I'm not sure what will be different for him this year than what we've seen in the past. And on top of that was, you know, Clay loaded up on the Bills. He thinks we're playing DFS over here. He's entering a tournament. We're playing. We're playing weekly cash season games. Long. Yes, season long fantasy football. What are you going to do with three bills? What are you going to do when Zach Moss gets a touchdown or Dawson like Dawson Knox runs one in as a fullback? Like what? You know, you are going. You know, if the Bills score eighteen points or not eighteen, they'll have twenty one points one game. He's going to be in trouble. Um, yeah. That that to me stood out as as the worst pick of the draft. Um, I think he backed it up with a great pick of Chase Edmonds to start the six. Uh, but that's that's definitely something that caught my eye, Jack. Yeah, um, always always risky putting all your eggs in one basket. Um, 
I'm just not a huge fan of Singletary. He did end the year really, really well, though, last year. So um, let's see if that carries over. But, you know, Zach Moss is still there, and they drafted James Cook. Right. right? That's his name? Yeah, um, you nailed it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of lot of bills. I will say, um, last year, Phil did have Brady, Mike Evans, and Lenny. And mm. that was working out pretty well for him. So it, it, yeah. it has worked, but... Um, it's pretty risky. That's a that's a great uh, callback by you there, Jack. I, I had no recollection of that, so good work there. Yeah, recollection because I was I was always trying to trade for one of those two. I feel like um, <laughs> final thing that stuck out was a little late value out of the tight ends. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Four kind of stuck out. Waller in the six, um, you really liked, and then Schultz in the ninth. Um, I got. I guess you you kind of drafted that one accident. We. Uh, had a trade in place during the, the draft there. Yep. Um, and then and then Hawk and Goddard in the in the tenth. Um, so waiting on tight end, um, especially for Schultz, Hawk, and Goddard, I feel like pretty much paid some good dividends there. Really good value for top six, seven tight yeah, ends. I, um, I who are good good tight ends who you know you can plug and play every week. If anyone else did a mock draft before the the real thing, you know that what was I, never happened. What I saw was was Schultz going in like five, and Hawkinson and and um, Knox and Ertz kind of going in like seven through eight, and it was uh-huh. almost like any everybody that didn't pick an early tight end yeah. all agreed like, hey, let's just wait till like nine and ten instead of seven and eight to get these guys. Yeah, and you kind of screwed you screwed everybody else that went tight end early because you guys all kept picking up more wide receivers and running backs when you should have been going tight end. Um, yep. So crazy. Reggie got Knox in the in the twelfth, or excuse me, at the tenth as well. So yeah. Great Knox pick. Tenth is is good. Um, I really feel like there wasn't much QB value. Like everyone just, I mean, Clay got Allen in the fourth, which is I feel like is okay. No, um, I think QBs went it, as scheduled, and tight ends went much later than scheduled. Yeah, everyone knows to get one or the other, but yeah, interesting. Interesting, nonetheless. Um, Jack, any other draft thoughts before we move on to um, what um, was requested from us with some ownership tiers? Um, Damien Pierce season, baby. Matt got cut. Happy to take him in the sixth. Thought it, thought it was early when I got him um, at the time, but mm. I went went and got my guy at the and uh, I just saw that preseason game, liked him, and, and it might work out for me. Yeah, I, I told you before we started the pod, there was two players I'm bummed I missed out on. Um, one was Gabe Davis. Um, really like Gabe Davis. I I think Kehoe got him very early in the fifth. I think he's going to have a monster yeah. year. And then Damian Pierce. I thought you reached on him in the sixth. Um, now that Mac got cut and he's like clear-cut number one guy, I don't think a six is a reach at all. Um, yep. So those are the two guys I'm bummed. I think those were... Uh, two really good picks and then um scott kind of sneaking in antonio gibson in the fifth with with brian robertson getting getting injured shot right before the draft started i I mean let's literally a minute before let's say that guy misses you know you know 75 percent of the year recovering from a bullet wound or couple bullet wounds like gibson's gonna ball out so i think those are three really good picks i saw week five potentially but still you get a month of straight Antonio Gibson. Yeah. So overall, take it while you can. 
overall, I thought it was a good draft. I mean, the had to have been our quickest draft, dude. We were done so yeah. so fast. That's a lot. I love the draft. I it's feel like our old drafts were like time. four hours long. Yeah, because Clay had to misspell everyone's name in an Excel doc and then go upload it. Yeah, um, and there's no time limit, so people would take forever. Yeah, um, link. But uh, I, d- I do love the draft. It's super fun. I love doing a redraft league. Um, just excited for a new fresh team this year. That's right. Me too. Likewise, looking forward to uh, another fabulous season here. Let's let's move on to our last segment of the night, Jack. Our ownership tiers. Or number three, uh, before we dive into here, partner, we always have the the prep beer horn, the first half horn, and now we're going into the second half horn. Um, so ownership tiers, we have four tiers here, um, three owners per tier, and with each owner, we're actually going to have a professional sport team comparison. Uh, 10 NFL teams, two NBA teams, just because it made sense. Um, so tier one is going to have multiple championships and, you know, consistently making the playoffs for, for the most part. Um, so I'll do tier one, Ben, we'll just, uh, alternate tiers here, partner. Um, tier one though, and this is in no order within the tiers. Uh, we have Carl, Sam and D-Dog, uh, Carl, he's just like the Broncos. He can win in any era. He's got, you know, two championships now, just won a second. thought he had three, but we went and looked back and he only had two. Um, you know, one back in the nineties, they won again when they got Peyton. Now they're back on the map with Russ. Um, mm-hmm. so just a consistent organization, multiple rings, holding Lombardi's, uh, Sam, Sam's one of our two NBA teams and he's just a Spurs. Mm. I mean, just, just a respectable organization. Um, their championship organization. They're not too flashy. Uh, he's not going to go out on, uh, you know, the, the group me and talk smack to anyone. He's just going about his business and, and winning. Um, so we got Sam with two rings. And then our third member with two rings, D-Dog. He's the Patriots. Mm. He's got multiple ships. He's always in the playoffs. Nobody likes him. Days are behind him, though. Um, so mm. let's make that clear. Not Brady's gone. Um, there was some, you know, he wasn't too impressive last year. First year without Brady, uh, not looking great this year. Uh, but, you know, he's got those rings, and, and people just still don't like the Patriots. So there's there's tier one. Well done, Jack. I think your mic cut out right when you were saying um, a comment about D-Dog, which was that um, nobody likes him and that his best <laughs> days are behind him. So yes. that, if, if you couldn't hear Jack, Let's just reiterate that. Yep. So I, we'll make that clear, and um, I think the Patriots is a, is a great comparison. So Tier 1, uh, Carl, Sam, D-Dog, all with multiple championships in this fantasy league. Um, Well-deserved for those three cats right there. So now we move on to Tier 2 here with three more... Uh, managers um each with a single championship so championships within these tiers are are heavily weighted and more times than not these these teams make the playoffs so within no particular order we have myself uh ben um i've been compared to the the baltimore ravens um calculated disciplined i've won 
and I'm always in the hunt. Um, move on to SP. Uh, SP is a guy who's won in this league, um, who, who everybody respects. Um, everybody comes into the year thinking, hey, they're going to be in the playoffs, and they're going to compete. They're going to play hard. Um, SP um, is on a little bit of a hangover here. Um, we'll, we'll call it a two-year hangover after his, <laughs> his championship. A very generous term right there. Yeah. Uh, and he's been just getting by recently, but he's still a guy when you come into the season, you look across and you're like, hey, that's not a cakewalk. You got to show up to beat this guy or else he's going to hand it to you. So I think SP has plenty of respect um, amongst amongst this league. And he got a championship pretty early on too, um, which which says a lot. And then rounding out tier two, and Jack... He, he's the Steelers. He's the Steelers. If I didn't say that, sorry. SP is the Steelers. And the third uh, person in this tier, Jack, this one this one caught me by surprise. But if you look at the numbers, it makes a lot of sense. And this one is Scotty. So we have Scotty here as the Seattle Seahawks. And it's an up and down organization, right? You have really good seasons. You have really bad seasons. Um, but he's won a championship. And right now, um, he's on a really good stretch. And if you look at historical win percentage, Jack, which we have for everybody, and these numbers were taken into account uh, within these tiers, uh, Scotty wins 50% of the time. He's 55 and 56. Um, Other people in this tier, myself, I'm at 51%. um, And SP is at uh, 57, but... uh, less games, right? A little less data there, smaller sample size, um, but but a higher win percentage. So Scotty uh, is lands in tier two. He's won a championship um, and he's, he's hot right now. He's the Seahawks. Um, so that's me, SP, Scott, tier two. And Jack, what do we have next uh, for tier three here? Uh, tier three, my favorite tier. Um, no rings except one of the, one of the three. Um, they just love the red. <laughs> no rings season. except one. <laughs> except one. Uh, Kehoe, Phil, and Dmal uh, is tier three here. So Kehoe, we're going to compare them to the Eagles. Um, they had their, you know, their random Super Bowl back in. Let's look at the data here. Twenty eighteen. Uh, mm-hmm. where they beat New England. Um, Kehoe, I think, won around that year as well. He might have been 2017. But they have a ship. Um, their years are just super inconsistent. Um, you know, like a, like a couple other of these organizations, good seasons, bad seasons. But looking promising this year. Um, so Kehoe gets the ship. Um, and it was tough to not put him in Tier 2 because of that, but... You know, we went back to the data. We're a data-driven podcast. Let's not forget that. And he's in at 45%. So that 5% difference, sub-500, yeah. um, was, was kind of the difference maker there, Kehoe. Number two, we got Phil. Um, Phil is just his his favorite team. He is the Cowboys. He lives and breathes America's team. Um, he's all hype, no pipe. Uh, not much playoff success, maybe has a runner up, but again, that doesn't really matter. Um, you know, just, just big regular season guy will make the playoffs, but never really a, a threat there. Um, and then D-Mal. D-Mal is one of the other two NBA teams and he's the Phoenix Suns. Um, kind of a tough, you know, 
kind of uh, two wins, 10 wins, two wins, 10 wins, had a tough time finding his footing. Uh, he's had some recent success in the, in the regular season. He's the one seed. Um, everyone expects them to, to do well. But there's honestly no hope in the playoffs, you know. You know, when they're up against, you know, the Warriors, people aren't expecting the Suns to win that. Everyone knew that. Uh, actually, they lost to Dallas. But let's say it was Golden State. <laughs> you know, everyone expected, you know, Golden State to win. So really not a lot of hope in the playoffs. And, and that's going to round out Tier 3 for us. Yeah, well done there, Jack. I will throw out um, winnings percentages in case people are curious. Will, or not Will, Phil is sitting at a 62% win percentage. 39 and 24, um, big regular season guy, doesn't do much in the playoffs as you mentioned, and then Dmal is at 55%, um, but uh, only 48 wins, so not up there with the top dogs, just smaller sample size there. Um, and less than the amount of wins I have, just to let you know. Less than Jack, less than Jack, which <laughs> takes us to tier four, um, <laughs> with uh, the title, the bottom dwellers. Okay, so we have three teams here. Uh, to close out Tier 4 and to close out our league. Um, no particular order, but we'll start with Lane here. So Lane uh, gets the Giants, the G-Men. Um, now, they've had some Super Bowl runner-ups, and they've had <laughs> the Giants have actually won some Super Bowls, but forget that part. Um, they're yeah. Too- they're- yeah, Jack, explain this part. <laughs> so... Giants randomly won two Super Bowls, but let's just say they that's Lane. Lane's randomly made a couple Super Bowl appearances, hasn't won though. Right. The rest of his seasons are just usually not great, kind of flirting with Clay and I in the bottom. Okay. So that, that that's Lane right there in a nutshell. So Lane's just the Giants if they're two Super Bowl wins were actually runner ups. Got it. Okay. Yeah, that makes that makes total, total, total sense. <laughs> Um, uh, like we said, we, if we, if we go look at the data here, although Lane has a lot of runner ups, win percentage, he's down almost at the bottom at 42%. Okay. 52 wins, 71 losses. Um, we'll get, we'll give him the giants. He just had he, the data says he's had some, some quirky seasons where he's, he's done really well. Um, but he's in tier four clay, um, also in tier four. Now, I think this is the most spot-on one, Jack, is Clay is the Bears. Okay, <laughs> really, really strong tradition. Um, just a great foundation in the sport. He loves football. A um, lot of respect there, but just terrible. I mean, just awful football. I mean, best odds um, year in and year out to finish with the worst record. Um, but you're never going to doubt if he's going to show up. He's going to be there. The fans are going to show he's up. There. He's going to say his lineup. Level. He's going to make trades, but I'll tell you what, man, he's not going to win anything. Um, so that that's Clay down there at Tier 4. Clay's win percentage is at 41, 41%. Um, so I think I think Tier 4 is only appropriate for him down there. Um, Jack, lastly, um, we have you. Um, I, I thought Dolphins would be a great one for you, Jack, because um, they've been great in the past. And to start this league, Jack, you were a formidable opponent um, with really good records. No championships, but just really good records. You know, Marino never got a Super Bowl. Um, you know, nope. you don't got any championships. Um, but you're trending in the right directions. I love Dolphins over 8.5 this year. 
Uh, I'm not going to say your team's going to win over eight and a half games, Jack, because um, you only <laughs> I, have. Hey, I love the Dolphins over eight and a half. You only have 14 games, and they have 17. So, um, yep, yep, even but, like it even more. But you're trending in the right direction. I, I truly believe that. Um, but your win percentage is is 41 percent as well. Um, you and Clay have identical records, which is actually pretty crazy. Um, but you just you just haven't brought it brought your A game over the last you know half decade. So. Clay and I are two peas in a pod the last five years. We are just duking. We are te- 11th and 12th every year. A funny stat. That's going to change this year. A funny stat is that neither you or Clay have made the playoffs the last five years. <laughs> I don't get it. I really don't get it. Um, don't. Clay and I know football. We're not We're not idiots, but uh, maybe we're fantasy football idiots. Um, we'll just say in this league you are. Um, you know. <laughs> But in this league, I'm an idiot. Yeah, uh, you know, you have a really good attitude, and uh, all it takes just is just one year to get right back on on the right track, and we could see, you gotta see the ball go through the net. Got to see it go through the net one time. Maybe get to the free throw line, get going early with a you know start off two and zero, get some easy don't ones. Settle. Yeah, yep. don't. <laughs> yeah, I liked your draft, Jack. So I think you're off to a good start. Um, that that's kind of a season six, week zero pod here, Jack for CHP. Uh, I'm looking forward to a really strong year. Uh, we need Clay to go ahead and uh, randomize the schedule. We couldn't really talk about any week one matchups because we just don't have that information yet. But I think we're in for a good year um, as far as the podcast schedule goes. Uh, we're planning on going every other week, similar to last year. Um, we would love to see um, D. Kirk and Lane um, working the alternate weeks. I did hear on the draft that, they're, that they want to keep that going. We'll see if they actually do, um, but you know we'll be here throughout the season. And Jack, anything else to wrap this up? Um, yeah, looking forward to it. Gonna let's let's. We don't have this on the uh, spreadsheet here, but real quick, who is your bumper and who is your winner? It's mm. a it's a really good question and. The bumper doesn't seem to... Have we ever had a bumper repeat, Jack? Or does it change everything? Uh, Clay and I have alternated the last five, five years. <laughs> okay, so it's not going to be Clay. Um, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with... Hmm. That, yeah, I'm not going to say you. You know what? I'm going to say it's, it's somebody nobody expects. I'll go, I'll go SP as bumper. Uh, okay. I'll go the Steelers as bumper uh, SP, and then for the winner, um, I think Sam comes back. I think Sam, you know, finishes the year um, with eight wins and just makes a run in the playoffs. Okay, I like that. Um, my bumper, I'm gonna go Bill. Actually, um, I know he'll make trades. He always makes trades, but out of the get-go here. I, I don't think his team has a lot of upside. I didn't I even look at the uh, rosters, by the way. You put me on the spot. I just picked SP. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. You're diving uh, deep into the rosters, which I respect. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, I'm going to put Phil as bumper this year. Um, I think the easy pick would be to go with Carl or Reggie. I put my faith in Reggie last year, and uh, mm. I think he thought it was who's going to be the best regular season player. Right. Um, and that was Reg, so I got to take my challenge elsewhere. 
Um, I'm going to go you. I think you're going to get your second this year. I really like your team. Uh, it all depends on um, Cam Akers, though. So you, you do have Henderson, um, and, and Michael Thomas could be a little – he could be great as a flex. So, But I really like your team. Um, you have the advantage at tight end. So I think I think I'm going to go with you, partner. Hey, I appreciate that, dude. That's – I. I respect that. I'm really happy you said that. I will say last year we had Carl rated power ranking number two going into the year. So we were pretty okay. close. We, we had him, we had him uh, at two. Um, so we know, we know what we're talking about. I'll just say that. Yep. Yep. We, we know very much so what we're talking about. All right. Well, that'll about wrap it up. Looking forward to, to catching up with everybody a couple weeks into the season. Uh, best of luck to all. Let's go football.